Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Gerald Green to inbound. Harden trying to get free. Down to three, down to two. It's a three. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. Joaquin Hawkins, CD. What's going on, man? It's a, it's a lot to talk about, man. Got these trades and free agency and people don't want to be certain places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man we um it seems like every time you and i step away from the mic something else crazy go on with the rockets you know the season ended we talked about mike d'antoni stepping away we came back we had to talk about daryl morey leaving and not only did he leave he joined another organization in the philadelphia 76ers and now here we are coming back and we literally have watched the houston rockets just about go down in flame as both James Harden and Russell Westbrook has requested a trade from the Houston Rockets. And man, it has been a crazy week and a half within the Houston Rockets organization. Everyone knows by now what is going on between James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the Houston Rockets. So we're going to touch on a lot of this stuff. We're going to touch on the trade rumors. Of course, we are in the middle of free agency next week. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and whoever's left of the Houston Rockets will be coming back to Houston to get ready for training camp, to get ready for this 2020-2021 NBA season. And to be honest with you guys and Hawk, mm-hmm. I have no idea what to expect from this team. You know, a part of me is hoping that Harden and Westbrook in this organization can salvage the broken relationship. But then another me is like, you know what? It is time to start fresh. So we're going to get into all of that a little bit later on in the show. But Hawk, I got to ask you, man, we're going to start with the rumors surrounding um, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And, you know, part of the reason why I love doing the show with you I get a perspective from a player, you know, of course you, you you can't provide the inside of, let's say a James Harden or Russell Westbrook, no disrespect, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's only a handful of people on God green earth who can, (laughs) but I would like to know, you know, you see both of your two guys, your two leaders say they want out of the organization, you know, as a player, how do you think, the Rockets can not only salvage this relationship, but actually when you take a look at the locker room and what is left from this team, how can the locker room get its camaraderie back in hopes of making the 2021 season a a successful year for this team? Well, I think the first thing is um, it has to be more reliability of the the veterans that are going to be left on that team. Um, As you said, we we have no idea how this roster uh, rocket roster is going to look 
you know, um, first game of preseason. So I think whatever players they are able to, to salvage, uh, whatever players are able to, to, to stay there, they got to lean on the veterans. Um, secondly, I mean, the coach has to come in, whether Harden or a Westbrook, if they're there or not, he has to come in with a game plan, a confident game plan. And it may be where, like you said, it's time for them to rebuild. Um, nothing wrong with rebuilding. I mean, it's unfortunate because you got two of the, the top players uh, in the NBA that's leaving your franchise. But, hey, things happen, and you got to continue to move forward. So I, I think the first thing is just really having a game plan and, and the coach really coming in uh, confidently. And, and obviously things are going to be different, but he has to come in with a game plan so that uh, they can go ahead and operate because it's definitely going to be – different whether one of the two are, is, is there or not um but if both of them are not there um it's, it's definitely a rebuilding stage for the rockets you know hawk i actually been um pretty conflicted about the direction that houston rockets should go you know everyone has their opinion and i've actually been on both sides you know one i'm all for a rebuild because here we are with a guy James Harden, who has been a part of this organization since 2012. Yes, we have had a lot of fun watching James Harden over the years. Yes, this guy has made the Rockets relevant again. I mean, this is the most we've been on TV ever since the Yal and T-Mac era. And ever since you and Steve Francis, you know, the Rockets were always relevant un until McGrady and, and Yao Ming left, you know, we had that era where Kevin Martin was here and, you know, we was just really in the middle of the pack. Then you get James Harden and everything, you know, just takes off. But here I am, I'm looking at a guy and I'm saying to myself, one, this guy has given this city everything he possibly could over the last eight years. And I do believe some of it is quote unquote his fault because you're looking at an organization that has paired him with Dwight Howard. You as look, you are looking at an organization that has paired him with Chris Paul. You are looking at an organization who has paired him with Russell Westbrook. And my only knock against James Harden, the fact that you have been paired with three Hall of Famers, and yet we have still at least make the NBA Finals. Yes, we have went to the Conference Finals um, two times under James Harden, but there's something going on that on James Harden in that he has to change about himself. And that's part of the reason why I don't believe this rumor of him going to the Brooklyn Nets will be a good move from him. But, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But at the same time, when I look at it, look at it from an organization standpoint, you have a new owner, you have a new coach, you have a new general manager, it is time to hit the reset button and rebuild and put in a new foundation. And I think that is what's best for this organization. And I hate to say that as a reporter and I hate to say that as a fan, but at some point you have to let go of something you might think is good for you in order to grow and develop and possibly down the line somewhere in the 2020s, you could finally bring home that Larry O'Brien trophy. Because I don't think people realize this, especially the ones who are hoping to have James Harden here for the long haul. <laughs> Harden's already 31 years old. And you can possibly say, unless your name LeBron James, he might have two more, two to three more productive prime James Harden years left in him mm -hmm. and what I do not want to happen is to we look up you, you you keep James Harden around you look up three four years down the line he leaves this team in free agency he's no longer the player that's putting up 30 to 40 points of night and then 
the fact that you missed out on the window for you for you to go out and get a young superstar like a Ben Simmons, like four or five draft picks or whatever the case might be, how are you going to rebuild the team then? Because as of right now, if we were to keep James Harden, I believe his contract is up at the end of 2023, there is no possible way in hell the Rockets will be able to recover. So it hurts. And that's why I am more on the fence of, I think it's time to rebuild because the Rockets do have all the leverage and they should exploit that leverage and get as much asset back as possible. See, you're right, man. Um, and it's, it's sad to say, man, I've always been a, a Harden fan. And uh, as you said, he's given um, Houston, you know, all he could, you know, was able to, to get a couple of um, um, chances to, to advance in the, in the playoffs, but just couldn't get over that hump. And sometimes, you know, again, everything is not for everyone and uh you know extend to to rebuild at this time maybe get some some younger bodies there uh with a new coach you know that can only you know benefit the um the organization in long in the long run you know like you said it'll be be sad to see but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta press that reset button uh, to, to get where you want to go yeah and we're going to touch on uh, russell westbrook more in the second segment you know i'm not, I, I really didn't want to talk about the russell westbrook in this segment because one, he's always been one of my favorite players in this generation. But two, I mean, Westbrook only been here a year. So it's not like you ha- we have a, uh, an emotional attachment with Westbrook like we do with James Harden. I mean, James Harden came to understand how long James Harden has been with the Rockets. I was a freshman in college when the Rockets acquired him. Mm-hmm. Here I am now. You know, my career is really taking off. I'm married and I'm 28. <laughs> And, you know, he's still here. So that's how long, you know, it's like everyone has this emotional tie. It's almost the same way, you know, with the work that I do with the Houston Texans. I hate to say it, but it is time to move on from J.J. Watt. And it hurts because he's been with this organization since I think I was a junior in high school, I want to say, or a senior. I can't remember. But it hurts when you have a guy that's been a part of your city beyond the court, beyond the field. You can see the writing on the wall, but you don't want to let it go. But as a fan, as a reporter, I think it's time to let James Harden go. Speaking of letting James Harden go, the question is, what can the Houston Rockets not only get in return, but what could be the best package for a guy like James Harden for Russell Westbrook? We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Cody Davis, former Houston Rocket Hawk, with me here today as always. Well, the first segment we just finished talking about, it is time for the Rockets and James Harden to go their separate ways. And we all know with James Harden demanding a trade out of Houston, his top priority is to get to the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm all for the Rockets rebuilding. I'm all for the Rockets um, trading James Harden. I'm all for James Harden demanding the trade. Like I said in the first segment, he gave the city eight years, possibly nine, because they're going to hold on to him. And at this point, I don't know what is there left to do. I would say keep James Harden, keep Russell Westbrook, because I do feel bad for a guy like Steven Silas who took this job based on those guys. And I think if anything, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Steven Silas, and his organization, 
they deserve to give each other at least one chance. And that one chance is this year. However, if James Harden is on his way out the door, there is no way in hell I can see the Rockets taking a package from the Brooklyn Nets based around Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't see it. I don't care how many draft picks the Brooklyn Nets put into a James Harden pairing. I do not see <laughs> the Houston Rockets giving up arguably the fourth, fifth greatest shooting guard of all time for a package based around Spencer Dinwiddie. If I'm the Houston Rockets general manager, Raphael Stone, I will sit James Harden down and ask him, do you want to be here? Of course, we all know now that answer is no. What I will do, which I don't know how this will play out now because most of these guys have just signed their contract extension this week, which means they probably won't be able to get traded, I believe, until the trade deadline or you possibly have to wait a year. I, I'm not too sure how that rule works. But if I'm the general manager, first and foremost, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of my emotions. I'm calling Philly. I'm calling Denver. I'm calling Utah. Because the Rockets said in order for them to give up James Harden, not only do they want reliable role players and draft picks, they want an all-star MVP caliber player. I will tell Philly, build me a package around Ben Simmons. I will tell um, Utah, build me a package around Donovan Mitchell. And I will tell Denver, build me a package around Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And whichever one of those three teams give me the best package, it'll be a done deal. I did have Phoenix in my original take, but Chris Paul is there now, and I highly doubt that James Harden and Chris Paul want to play with each other now. But, Hawk, I don't know if you agree, but but that's what I would do. Dude, I love that, man. I think you may have to um... – Look, look for a job to be a, a general manager somewhere, man. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> you don't want that because I trade somebody in the hobby. Oh, you don't want to be here? Gone. Bye. Done. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you're, you're right, man. It, it's you need a you've given up a lot, so you're gonna need a lot back. And believe me, right now, if he goes to the Brooklyn, if he go to Brooklyn right now, Brooklyn would win that trade all day, every day. Um, and I mean, hey, I might have to put some oil on my knees and go try back out with, with the Rockets if, if they if they end up doing that. But um, but I do think that um, you know, no matter what, the Rockets, well, they will definitely have to put together a package. Uh, excuse me, request a nice package from another team in order to get because you what, what can you? Give me, you got the two-time uh, MVP. I mean, how many MVP um, has he has he had the, the last few years? At least been in the, in the running. Um, he's got one MVP, and ever since 2017, he has finished no lord in top three, and he has finished top two, I think, four of the five years. Dude, he is arguably the best scoring guard in the NBA, and it's been like that for the last few years. So you you have to get something for that. It's it's just impossible just to let that go. And you know, I gotta say, man, I don't want to say that they're, they're nobodies, but you can't get. Uh, a, a player that you can, um, you can you can go to the, to the, the G League and get, and um, you know, so the, to to put the put together a package, they're they're definitely going to have to ask that uh, from those teams, and it has to be a, a team that does have something that's worth it. 
And, you know, I think back to 2000, the 2009, 2010 season. And I think back to when, you know, the writing was on the wall that the T-Mac and Yao Ming era was over with. And I think back to when Tracy McGrady was on the trading block and, you know, Tracy McGrady is my favorite player. Him and Kobe Bryant is like one, a one, a two, a, I mean, it is so close, but I think back to when the Rockets traded Tracy McGrady and they traded him for an up and coming star in an, by the name of Kevin Martin. Now, was Kevin Martin on Tracy McGrady's level? Hell no. But at that time, he wasn't that far away. And Martin, he fell victim to what I like to call a guy like what we see now in maybe, I don't want to call him Devin Booker because I think Devin Booker is, is a little bit better, better. But when you go back and take a look at the guards that was in the league, like, like a Monte Ellis guy, like Monte Ellis and Kevin Martin, I believe they could have gotten so much more recognition in the league, but the fact that they not only played at the same time as Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Ray Allen, uh, Manu Ginobili, they played in the same conference as these guys. Compared against those guys. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, so I go back to that trade and see, you know, we gave up a hall of fame player, but we got in borderline all-star and, the, the guys that I just named, Ben Simmons, um, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., all four of those guys, the verdict's still out on Porter, Porter on Michael Porter Jr. a little bit, but all four of those guys that I just named, they already have all-star caliber player. They're still young, and if you pair them with the track record that a guy like Steven Silas has, you're not going to get James Harden 2.0, but you're going to get you, but you're going to put these guys in your franchise in a position where not only can they still be relevant, but you can still compete for a championship moving forward for the future. Cause I'm thinking like this, the Rockets, whether they keep James Harden or Russell Westbrook or not for this upcoming season, they're not beating those two teams out in LA, especially that one team that has the quote unquote goat on their team. They're not beating them. And, that, and with all the turmoil and stuff that's going on right now, I don't think they's beating the team in Denver right now. But what I will say for James Harden's sake, if you want to leave, one, do not put this organization in a bind where you're so hell-bit going to Brooklyn. And two, I don't understand why he wants to go to Brooklyn. I do not see a, a, a winning situation for him in Brooklyn between him, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. You're talking about the three moodiest players <laughs> in NBA history. I don't think that's going to work. Well, I, I think part of the reason why, and this is my personal thought, the only reason why he wants to go to Brooklyn is to get out of the West. I mean, come mm. on. <laughs> you got you see what the Lakers just did. You know, Denver, you know, they're going to be just as strong. Um, you know, the, the West is going to be stronger than ever. And it's funny, I mean, on my Instagram, I guess a couple of days ago, I, I reposted that um, basically all the guys that were were in the West, you know, after LeBron comes to the West or leave, leave the East, you know, now they want to leave the West and go to uh, uh, leave the West and go to the East. And so I think it's, it's just, um, hey, man, as you say, you got the best player in basketball right now. And I'm going to say, arguably the GOAT, because I'm still a Michael Jordan fan, but that dude, LBJ, he on a whole nother level. And with AD, it is no way that you would think that you can get 
out of the West unless you know you got to go through those guys. So I think I think Harden is just he's thinking about that. Man, let me go ahead and go to the East and not saying it's gonna be easier, but it's gonna be a lot better than going than, than playing the West. <laughs> Look, I say this all the time. You say Michael Jordan the goat, Kobe my goat, but at the end of the day, LeBron fall no no nowhere further than three. <laughs> Let's just keep it like that. <laughs> but you know, going back to my original statement, I don't see that working because if they was to put together a big three, when you take a look at all the big threes in NBA history, you always have that one guy who sacrificed. I don't know who that one guy in this big three will be because each big three have the one guy that's not going to sacrifice because he got his name in the running to be a top 15 player of all time. You have the one guy who is going to take a step back, but he's still going to average his 20. And then you got the one guy who, you know, he's used to averaging about 25 points, but now he's averaging 16 and he's the butt of all jokes. Every time that team does not win, he get the bulk of the blame. I don't see that happen with neither one of these three guys because Kevin Durant, especially depending on how you come back from this, from this Achilles tear, he isn't a running to be a top 15, top 20 player of all time. You have two ball dominant guards in Kyrie Irving and James Harden. James Harden might be a little bit more ball dominant than Kyrie Irving. And then I'm looking at Kyrie. Look, this guy didn't want to take a step back for LeBron James. What in the hell makes you think he's going to take a step back for James Harden? So I don't see it. And I think for James Harden career, which wherever he goes, I'm still going to root for him from afar because, you know, I respect for, I respect for everything he has given my city over these last eight years. I'm always going to root for him. But I think that would be a bad career move for him. But going to his partner now in Russell Westbrook, it is very hard to dissect what you can get for Westbrook at this stage in his career. He has a very large contract. I think he's owed $137 million over the next three seasons. Not only that, he is injury prone. This year, He, when you add up the total of games, he played a little bit over half of the games You know, this past season. I really don't know what you can get for Westbrook right now. Um, I know Charlotte was in a running, but now since they drafted LaMelo Ball, I don't think they're in the running no more. New York, they're trying to keep their salary cap space open for next year. Um, at this point, if anything, I think the Rockets are stuck with Russell Westbrook, rather if James Harden leaves or not. Uh, I have to agree on that one, man. Uh, I actually would like to see Russ stay uh, with the Rockets. Um, again, I would like to have Harden stay as well. But if, you know, one of them, if, if, one of them had to stay if, if Harden decides to leave and then uh, the Rockets get the package they're looking for. Um, I would like to see Russ in his element, you know, controlling the team, controlling the tempo, having the ball in his hands, um, being that ball dominant player that he is. Uh, I would like to see that, man. I've always been a West, West Book fan, and uh, I still think he got a major game, man. I think he just needs that opportunity. And this may be, you know, a blessing in disguise for him um to, to get that now to say if they were going to win that's that's another story um because you got to have some pieces around him but uh, i would like to see russ stay man because I, I think he still has a lot of a lot of ball in him and um it's just a, the question of can he get the ball and have the ball in his hands the majority of the time wait don't get me wrong i'm on the fence if you want to trade one you got to trade the other but 
like I said, I think the Rockets are kind of stuck with Westbrook at this stage in his career. Maybe this is something they could revisit when he gets to that final year of his contract, which means he'll be here for two more seasons. But the only reason why I would like to see Westbrook stay, he's going to keep us at least relevant. I mean, we'd be at the bottom of the playoff standing. We have at a lot least, of highlights. I can say that. We'll we have a lot of highlights. He'll be back to triple dub Westbrook. And not only that, he'll, he, he will keep us from going 20 and 62 yes. <laughs> for the foreseeable future. But I don't that you know reports claim that there's a quote unquote trade on a table for a trade swap between him and John Wall. Um, I've always been a big John Wall fan, but once again, you're talking about a guy who has missed the last two seasons, and he is a point guard and a very athletic point guard who depended a lot on his athleticism. And at this stage in his career, missing two years, I think he's 30 now. I'm not, of course, nobody knows what you're going to get out of John Wall. Now we've seen, you know, the Instagram off season um, battles that he's having. I think him and James Harden was on the same team at one time to pick up games. And, um, you know, he looks good then, but you can't take what you see on Instagram and say, you're going to get that for 48 minutes on a real NBA team for 82, 72 games or whatever the case might be this upcoming season. So, I mean, if Wall is healthy, I would like to see that trade, but I think there's too much of a risk factor because him and Russell Westbrook has the same amount of contract. And I would like to keep Westbrook over Wall just because if we're paying the same, if we're playing in a, a, an athletic point guard who's injury prone, give me the point guard that's not coming off an Achilles tear. Right, right. Now you're right, man. Injuries. Um, especially the older you get, you know, is you're, you're more susceptible to having having injuries. And uh, I don't know if um, if they're around the same age, but I think the way they both play, I mean, they use their athleticism. They're uh, definitely really good in, in open open court. So um, you're you're almost getting the same player, um, but the fact that Russ has been there, uh, obviously, me as a fan, you know. Uh, Houston, Houston fans, they're, they're used to, to having Russ there. And um, I, I think that, um, again, having him that opp- given that opportunity uh, to run a team, only if Harden is not there, I, I think it will be something exciting for, for the team and for the, for the organization. As we mentioned, um, the NBA players are projected to start going to their market team, I think, starting December 1st, which is next Tuesday or next Wednesday. I'm not not too sure. But at the end of the day, we are looking at a situation where the NBA season is starting up. And as of right now, we don't know how the Houston Rockets are going to look. Um, Of course, like we've been talking about this whole entire show and not just us on Believe in the Rockets, but um any NBA sports talk in general, the Houston, Houston sports in general is just in a bad situation. You know, if you ain't talking about the, the, the nonsense that's going on with the, with the Rockets, we got the nonsense going on with the Texans, then the Astros about to lose like two of their good players. Hawk, it's a mess out here in Houston right now, man. <laughs> oh man. I, I miss being here in, in Houston, man. I was here obviously in 2003. But um, still got got some friends and family out there. But it's just, uh, hey man, th- this is life. I mean, think about it. You got the pandemic. This in the was that we all are dealing with, and so it's just hey, another another part of life that we all got to deal with in, in some way, in some fashion. Yeah, it's life. But 
you know, when, when problem happens like the pandemic, for example, a lot of times in life, things happen that's out of your control. But in Houston, it's their fault. <laughs> like, nobody told the Rockets to go out there and miss 27 straight three-pointers. Nobody told the Houston Astros to cheat with, with trash cans. Nobody told the, the Houston Texans to trade DeAndre Hopkins. They did it to themselves. <laughs> I say this on Locked On Texans all the time. You know, you go back two years and you take a look at how promising Houston looked in sports. And in a blink of an eye, it's like, what happened? It's so sad, but <laughs> sticking with the Houston Rockets, um, like I mentioned, we really don't know what this team is going to look like moving forward. And with that being said, we are right now in the middle of free agency. And I'm not disappointed because this wasn't a big free agency class like we have seen in the past. But the Rockets, man, they have let a lot of big name players um, sign with other teams. You know, right now, their biggest player that they signed is Christian Wood. I do like that signing because he is a guy who is, one, he's a big, and two, he provides the Rockets with a lob threat. He's similar to Clint Capella, but might be a little bit better because Christian Wood actually can create his his own shot, and he's a little bit better defensively as well. Not not as good as um, Clint Capella, but, you know, I, I take a look at, and I see that Jeff Green has 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 signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Austin Rivers on Sunday had just signed with the New York Knicks. You know, those were two key guys coming off our bench. We have this situation with James Harden and Russ, um, which I do believe is part of the reason why guys are not staying in Houston. And I and I don't blame them because why would you sign with the Rockets thinking you about to play with, with Westbrook and, and Harden? And, you know, if the right package come along, they could be gone by, by next weekend. But, you know, right now I'm just really hoping, and I think this might be the Rockies' best opportunity. Um, Kelly Eco of The Athletic reported that the Rockies and DeMarcus Cousins have had some talks. And I do believe in order for the Rockets, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, to salvage this season, this upcoming season, I think it would be best for them to sign DeMarcus Cousins to a one-year deal. And going back to my original statement, every single one of these guys from the owners, the general manager, the players, they owe Steven Silas at least one year to try to win a championship. And of course, that one year is this year. You sign DeMarcus Cousins, you go out there, which if he is healthy, I think 75 to 80 percent of DeMarcus Cousins is still better than 90 percent of the big men in the league today. If you could provide the Rockets with DeMarcus Cousins, I think that is the only way you can salvage this upcoming season. Man, I, I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, you can you can evolve a team around a big. And a big like DeMarcus, I mean, obviously he can shoot the three. Uh, he's a beast in the inside. So you can always get, you know, even if it's not any free agents, again, go to the G League to get some, some wing players. Um, obviously there are a couple of, uh, free agents that they do have um, that's available. But I, I, again, having that, that centerpiece, that's always the, the making of, uh, at least in having a, a competitive team, having a big in the middle, especially like, the, like a DeMarcus cousin. 
And um, look, hopefully, you know, I don't, I, I, I like, I always did like Demarcus Cousins, and hopefully, you know, he can get back to the player that he was in Sacramento and in New Orleans before he tore his Achilles. But so, if you can add a guy in Cousins who can give you a consistent sixteen and eight on a nightly basis, add in with the twenty five that Westbrook can give you in the 40, 50, however James Harden is feeling <laughs> every single night. I think that put the Rockets back into championship contention. However, the way this roster is constructed right now, with the turmoil, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, to be honest with you, Hawk, I do not see the Rockets making the playoffs right now because, because you have two disgruntled stars and you see every nearly every single team in the West has gotten better. Portland has gotten better. Phoenix has gotten better. Um, It's like Golden State. I hate knowing that they lost Klay Thompson, but you have James James Wiseman, um, a healthy Steph Curry coming back. They got Kelly Rube, and you have a healthy Draymond Green coming back. Golden State, they're not about to be a dynasty, but they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot as well. So... That's why I think right now they're best signing and, and they should be doing everything possible to sign DeMarcus Cousins because if they don't, as a fan, as a reporter, I'm not ready to see it. Yeah, I think none of us are, man. We, we're we spoiled. You know, we've been able to see some excitement with the Rockets, you know, playing a small ball and being able to, to somewhat have some success with that. Um, and, you know, for the last eight years, you know, seeing Harden do what he does, you know, it's been exciting having Westbrook there. But to, to all of a sudden go from that to basically restart without any, um, let's just say, competitive players, it, it, it definitely would be a, a long year for the organization. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that um, the Rocket organization is listening right now. Let's get to Marcus. Let's, just, let's get that pen and paper for him to sign. And uh, let's see if we can start it there. Hopefully, hopefully. But. That concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. You can follow me, Joaquin Hawkins, on Facebook. My name, J-U-A-Q-U-I-N Hawkins. And that will be Joaquin Hawkins with my Hawk Hoops uh, basketball organization or you can follow me on instagram coach hawk 247 that is coach hawk 247 until next time ladies and gentlemen peace For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.